Access All Areas with Joanna Shimonides and Stephen Lang on FUBAR Radio. Hello, good evening and welcome to another issue, uh, issue? Edition. <laughs> <laughs> another edition of uh, Access All Areas on FUBAR Radio. I am Stephen Lang. And I'm Joanna Shimonides. I hope everyone's well and welcome back. Welcome back, another week. Um, but I think it's fair to say a, a fairly dramatic week in the world, yes. no matter what's been going on with the coronavirus, which obviously has been raging now for a good long time. But yeah. now, now there's been all of the, uh, the, the goings on in America and the, the rioting and uh, the Black Lives Matter issue. Yeah. I saw you posted something today. So yeah, I posted the sort of the black square, um, just basically showing my support and showing everyone that we're all coming together, we're all in this together. And hopefully, you know, we end up coming, well, getting justice for George Floyd. You know, I feel for everyone who's involved, even like me, obviously I've never really experienced much racism. And, you know, and I still feel upset. I feel the impact. So I can't imagine how, you know, people who are involved in it, how they're feeling. Yeah, definitely. Um, I think, like, obviously, the the black community uh, have they hurt, hurting a lot over this, and it's completely understandable. And I think, like, yeah, I posted the black black uh, black square as well. And I, I mean, I did get some, I did get called out for it. And I think, fair enough, you know, I I was open to, I want to know what what people think and have to say. Um, yeah. So I mean, yeah, I had a I had a bit of a mixed response, but I, I decided to keep it up because I thought, well this is kind of a starting point for me. It's something I should have been paying attention to for a long time. I'm only doing so now. Yeah. And, and that's not good enough, but also like it's a, it's a learning curve. We're all, we're all trying to yeah. get on top of it and hopefully we will. And, and also um, actually I'm hoping that our, that our first guest today will be someone that we can talk to about that. Yeah, it's definitely. We can have Montana on. Obviously, she put up a very emotional video because um, she's got a big emotional connection to what's going on right now. So I think it'll be interesting to, you know, get to know how she's feeling a lot more as well. Um, yeah, it's just, it's, it's such a sad situation. But I hope at the end of all of this, something will come out of it and something will make a change because, you know, there was on the news that this at these riots and stuff have happened before. It's all happened before. Yet we're still experiencing racism to this day. I mean, when's it going to stop? Just because someone's a different colour, you know, how can we sit there and go one day, you know, oh, that person's a different colour to me. I'm just going to treat them differently. Like they've still got human emotion. They're still human. We're born the same way. We're created the same way. Why are we treating them differently? It's, it's absolutely it's, crazy. I think the, the biggest problem and something that I think most, I'm certainly trying to learn is that it's like, it's really ingrained in society. It's, it's not even just the, the passive aggressive things that, that white people can do towards black people or the, even the actively uh, aggressive things, but it's how the system is built sometimes has stopped black people from being able to progress successfully in their lives. So. Um, yeah, I mean, that's something that I have gained from as a white person. I have gained from that system and yeah. trying to learn how that is different for other people is a challenge. And I think like it's a challenge I'm up for. All I'm doing at the minute yeah. is is working in the day and playing my PlayStation in the evening. I have time. <laughs> I have time to learn new things yeah. and take stuff on. So um, I'm going to I'm going to be doing that. And, you know, even if I didn't have time, it's it's on me to learn that as part of my growing up. I mean, I'm 34, you know, should be mostly grown up by now, but there's still more. <laughs> um, yeah. So yeah, so we have, so we have Montana Brown from, um, from Love Island on today, up first. Yeah. And then we also have um, Strictly's Neil Jones, 
yes. uh, who is lovely. Um, and then we also have Linda Lusardi, who actually um, also very topically recovered from coronavirus. Corona. She was yeah. she was in hospital, so um, a pretty serious show today. Almost <laughs> we've got a lot, a lot a lot to get through, but um, yeah, it should be good. So um, we're now I, I counted. I didn't count. I saw online. I did not count. <laughs> it's, we're on day 71 of the lockdown today. Um, but obviously nice. things have started to open up a bit now. Have you done anything else since since the official opening up a bit? Just, um, well, I mean, I am. I feel like um, the days are just moulding into one. Like me and the producer were saying earlier, Georgia was saying, you know, it moulds into one. The whole day is one. And I just can't <laughs> even remember waking up this morning, let alone <laughs> what else I've done today. Like, it's just crazy. And I it just is think, really weird, isn't it? Yeah, I have learned a lot about myself. I know for sure I've got a... Sh um, no, yeah, I've got no patience. My patience is very, is running thin. Um, I get frustrated easier, but I really, today was a day where I just took a step back and was like, I need to work on it. I do like, I mean, I need to stop getting frustrated, but I think it's just the situation we're inside. There is a lot of, a lot going on in the world right now. So I think that's my frustration. I think I'm yeah. very like, very sensitive lately. Well, I, but I think that's totally understandable. You've got none of the normal touchstones that you have in your life. None of us do. We're not got, yeah holidays planned we're not even meeting up with our friends going to a bar or like nothing nothing is the yeah. same like my grandma just turned 83 last week That's couldn't go couldn't time. go to oh thanks I couldn't go to her birthday obviously because I would that would mean I'd have to get on the train I'd have to go down to Hampshire like it just it just isn't doable at the moment no. um and that's weird that's something you know she's she's old and the, you know the, the the birthdays become more and more precious so you know yeah. like this it's it's just yeah, life is strange at the moment. Oh, well, speaking of precious life, it's just you just um sort of like a light bulb moment just then. Ding. Well, because ding. So obviously my <laughs> nan is like, oh my god, I just got to say this. So obviously my nan has got diabetes, so um she is very much a high risk sort of person. Yeah. Um so me and my dad thought, okay, let's pay to get a chrono test let's see if we've got sort of we've built if we've got antibodies in it to basically show that we've been fighting off the virus and then if if we do then we know that my nan has had it and she's she's pretty much not protected but a little bit more protected than yeah normal. yeah yeah so me and my dad went to go and get a blood test and um i think he put it in wrong the needle like I'm oh. fine with needles i'm absolutely absolutely fine with needles but... and my dad's face just went pale and dropped and i was like what are you looking at? And I thought it was winding up going, oh my God, loads of blood or something. And then next minute, the man who put the needle on me, he went, oh, loads of blood, loads of blood. Oh, here we go. Really? He was like, high blood pressure. Okay, what's going on? I was like, are you guys like winding me up here? I looked down, blood everywhere. Wait, I on you he, or on your dad? On me, like all down my arm and stuff. I think he hit a nerve. I think he hit a wrong nerve or like nudged the main nerve or something. Oh my God. But basically, I'm not even joking. I said to the man, he had the needle in me. I went, I don't think you're supposed to panic like that when you've got a needle in me. I was like, um, I was like, I think, I think you've got to stay a bit more calm than that. I said, you're lucky I'm right with needles. And I went, just wipe it up. I said, it's fine. Do you need to take the needle out? Like I was like helping him out. And I was oh my like, God. Is this supposed to happen? But basically results come back today. I have, Basically, I've, I've negative. I've not even had Corona, so we still got to remain extra careful as I've been doing anyway. But yeah, yeah. I thought we'd, you know, just leap, take take a leap. Is that the right word? Can you say that? Take a leap and just do, just help yeah, ourselves yeah. out yeah. of it. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it's good to know. 
but yeah, I had a bit of a traumatic experience. But aside from that, nothing Jeez, else really happened. That sounds horrible. Absolutely <laughs> awful. I mean, yeah, no, no. I mean, I'm not, I'm not bothered by needles, but I don't want to have an, I don't want to have one in my arm. Do you know what I mean? But then to yeah. have the person panic when you've got it. No, thank like, you. Yeah, and then he was like, I think your blood pressure's really high, this and that. I was like, well, no. I said, anytime I've gone for my blood pressure, it's been fine. He went, it burst the capsule. So, you know, the suction, it bursted it, basically. And I was like, I am powerful. What have I got in there? I should join, the, all, I should, I should join the X-Men or something. Yeah, yeah, it's all this working out you've been doing, Joanna. That's what it is. You've been oh, like... It's, it's the muscle, Stephen. It's yeah. Muscle. How's, the, how's the gym stuff coming on? I've been seeing you've been doing it. How's the Kim K bum? Oh, the Kim K bum is forming slowly, slowly, Stephen. <laughs> We're getting there. We're slowly getting there. But it's it's doing well. It's doing pretty all right. I think the last is. Do you know what I've realised? One thing as well. It's mental state. When you're in a mental state, we're like, yes, I want to power through. I'm going to get it done. It's the best session you'll ever have. The minute you have a day where you wake up and you think, I I don't know what's wrong with me. I'm upset. I'm hormonal. The session's just absolutely crap. Like you just you can't do it properly. And I think. I literally said to her, I was like, I can't do any more. She went, you are doing more. And I went, I can't, I can't do it. And she was like, no, Joe, keep powering through. And I was like, I am not in beast mode right now. I can't do it. <laughs> <laughs> I love that you've gone from like never doing anything to suddenly being, but, but being into it. I think that's really, especially at the moment, because, you know, I found exercise really tough and so yeah. tough. I've not been doing it. But like, at least <laughs> you've been finding the motivation to do it in that in that way you know yeah exactly and how have you been with all your lockdown stuff are you still playing playstation playing loads of playstation i've been going on lots of really long walks i went for went for an eight eight mile walk the other day uh i met a friend i met a friend in town which was quite nice and we went Cute. to a bar that where a little drag queen was serving drinks and on oh, the I street love. um yeah we, it's all good it's all good um, are bars open well only you couldn't go in but it was like they were serving drinks on, from the street at the entrance so, oh, I yeah. love. That's yeah, really it cute. A, it was actually really nice. Yeah, I, you're not. Don't think you're normally supposed to buy a drink and then wander around the streets with it. But I think maybe normal rules are suspended at the moment. Yeah, so. right now. <laughs> what are the rules? What what what, what is going on, Stephen? Who yeah. are we? Who, Who are you, Stephen? Are yeah, well, that's exactly <laughs> the question. Um, yeah, exactly. I believe I believe we have uh, Montana Brown waiting to come in. Yes. Hi. How are you? I'm good, doll. How are you? Not too bad. We're all right, aren't we, Stephen? We're all yeah, good. Yeah, we're doing, we're doing good. We're doing good. You're looking absolutely stunning right now, Montana. Oh, my God. Thank you. I just whipped on a bit of um, mascara, you know, so I'm glad you noticed. <laughs> I love it. You do. <laughs> Big question I have for you right now is how is your back? So, obviously, you messaged to me today that you have hurt your back from working out. Have you got it sorted? Do you know what? Like, this is why I don't do exercise. Like, before lockdown, I was like, nah, like, I'm not really on the whole fitness hype. Like, I'm giving it a rest for two months. I can't really be asked. And then I was like, you know what? I'm really finding my feet with this fitness thing. I was like skipping and I've been gymming. And then I started to do some weights and my back's just gone. I was like, great. Well, this is just this is a sign for me that I just shouldn't get back into the gym. So I'm going to take that and I'm going to eat my cake and I don't care. <laughs> You've got, to, you've got to do what you want at the moment. I think this is the, the whole lockdown situation we've been saying with some of our other guests. You've got to do exactly what you're comfortable with. And if that's eating all the cake, then do it. <laughs> it's actually not enjoyable, though, because I've been doing this cleanse. So I've, like, cut out yes. sugar, cut out all of these things. And I'm not even joking. I've had the worst headaches. 
Yes. So this will happen with me. So obviously we were talking about it as well. The fact that I cut out all sugar, I cut out all sugar, <laughs> <laughs> all sugar and yeast and stuff. And literally like I had headaches. I like felt like I had no energy. I'd wake up and be dizzy. So mm. I, I get it. I think your body goes into a sudden shock, but then it is actually good apparently to shock your body. So See, the headache is a very positive thing, Montana. <laughs> oh, God. I, but I'm really missing sugar. Like, I didn't realise just how much I was not reliant on it. But, I mean, I love Haribo's. I love a bit of cheeky jelly bean. And, <laughs> and now I'm like, oh, God. Like, what am I going to do? Like, and what's really hard is that people keep messaging me. Like, How's the cleanse going? How's the no sugar? And I'm like, I really can't actually lie and say, um, you know. This is good. I, yeah, literally. I'm like, it's amazing. <laughs> like yeah but I guess it is good for the body I mean I, I'm, I think I need to definitely work on how much sugar I eat because sugar 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 it's 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 not good tastes delicious that's the problem it's that's addictive. the only thing it, ta- it tastes better like all my friends eat so much salad and I'm like it tastes like shite yeah <laughs> even it like a cup t- of tea a cup of tea like you've got to have them sugars in it but i've had to cut out all sugars but i've actually been a bit sneaky and i've like wet the spoon and dabbed it on the sugar and i'm like okay this Joanna, is it what the fuck <laughs> this is te- enough yeah these are some techniques jeez <laughs> i mean christ almighty um so uh, how has how has the whole situation in lockdown been treating you so i think at the start of lockdown i was hating it um, I really was. I was bored. I was a bit lost. And I think because I was kind of coming out of like some quite bad anxiety and I'm quite a social person. I love like having the freedom to go see my friends. Um, yeah. I loved like driving to my friends in London and kind of being able to be able to do what, what I want. And I'm a very independent person. And then to suddenly be told that you've got to stay in one place and in one household, mm. it, w- it was a lot. And at the start, I wasn't really exercising. My anxiety was bad. So I was finding it hard to eat a lot of food. And I was kind of like missing that structure in my day of like being busy, busy, busy. I mean, Joe, you'll know what it's like. You're, I mean, yeah. everything's last minute, you know, so mm. fast paced, events every evening pretty much. And then suddenly to, to go to a halt, you're like, oh my God, like, what, like, what do it's I do weird. now? Mm. Yeah, it was really odd. And then I think maybe since like two or three weeks ago, I've really like given myself a structure, which is something that I've never really done because there's no point really especially when we're up and running, there's no point in even trying to have some sort of schedule or routine because it will get shat on by yeah. whoever <laughs> when they're like, yeah, sorry, can you come to this event in five minutes? Oh, yeah, sure. <laughs> Montana, when you just said shat on, it just reminded me on your Instagram when you literally got shat on by a bee. <laughs> by a bee? I'm not even joking you. I was having a conversation and it's like, oh, my leg, and I was like, why did someone just squirt a bit of mustard on my leg? I was like, Initially, I thought someone had thrown something at me, so I was looking behind me like, what the fuck? I was like, what's happened? And then I was like, right, okay, I'm over that. Don't know what the hell that was, but all right, cool. And anyway, I'm, I'm sat there, like my friend's gone like, to do a work while I'm sunbathing, and then I'm, an actual bird shot on me, like almost literally nearly the same place. And I thought, this is, why is this my life? Like, this, why is that? <laughs> like, I feel like I get so many signs from the universe to like, don't go out and sunbathe, don't, don't get a tan. <laughs> yeah. Like, it's ridiculous. Um, yeah, it's supposed to be good luck. It's supposed to be good luck getting shot on by a bird. What, a bird? Not quite sure about a bee. I've never <laughs> heard about a bee. But how did you find out that a bee, it was a bee that shat on you? Well, initially, I, I put it on my story. You saw it. And I was like, guys, what the fuck is this? Like, what is this? I don't know what it is, but it's just fallen on me. Everyone's like, oh, it's a bumblebee poo. Don't worry, it's a bumblebee poo. And I thought, 
how on earth do you guys know yeah, that this? Is not gen- that's not general knowledge. It's all the quizzes that everyone's been doing these days. That's why everyone knows it. I'm like, Wowza. bloody weirdos. Yeah, that is a bit weird. Jeez. That is so flipping funny. I just can't do it. That makes me cry. That situation <laughs> makes me cry. But we can see it as two, a double good luck. Shit. I mean, yeah. I bloody hope so. I actually really do hope so. I've got some good luck coming. <laughs> well, so you said, yeah, so you said the beginning was hard, but so you've got, you've got more used to it now than have you in lockdown? Yeah, I think like in the last two or three weeks, I've really learned to enjoy it. Like I've been getting up earlier. I mean, beforehand, I was getting up at about 10. And then I'd, you know, move around, have my breakfast, maybe do some exercise. And then before I knew it was midday. I was like, I haven't yes. done anything. I haven't done anything. I'm like, I've literally done, I've got nothing to show for my day. I'd be like, morning, guys, on my story. I'd be like, actually, it's midday, it's one o'clock. Um, so I was like, I need to get myself out of this. And then as soon as I've um, been getting up, I've been getting up at eight. I've normally been gymming at 8.30, um, working out early in the morning. And then by 10 o'clock, I've like gymmed. I've had my first like breakfast. And then I'm eating again at like 10.30, 11. Because like my aim is to try and put some weight on at the minute, so it's been really I've really enjoyed it um, the past two or three weeks, and that's something that I never thought I would say because I hate being restricted. I hate, I just love socialising, being a social butterfly, going around seeing all yeah. my friends. So, but I tell you what, I have actually enjoyed it, which I never thought I'd, I'd see the day. I think I think that's actually a lot of the way that most people are feeling now. You kind of go through once you're through the boredom and you found your pattern. Like I'm, I'm kind of fine with it now carry on it's like go on holidays that's, i just want to go on a holiday eventually that's the only thing that's what i'm craving a holiday i keep dreaming of holidays and being like oh should i book something or oh, should i not or oh, do i risk it or oh, do i not yeah i'm just gonna wait i'm gonna wait until it's that point when they go you're allowed to but right let's get started let's do this <laughs> and we've got a nice little trip la in our minds we're gonna go la we are oh yeah nice. we are me and Joe have just been voicing each other like how single as fuck we both are. Just like <laughs> this is really great for the ego. You're just being all alone and like no <laughs> attention. But so you would think? I mean, so so you were on Love Island what three years ago now? Yeah, three years like, ago. You would think that um, it would be a constant stream of men batting down your door, but for both of you, it's not really necessarily like that all the time. <laughs> no, I think it's so. You do get boys talking to you, but they're just like. They're just so yeah. odd, honestly. I, I feel like they've got issues. Like, yeah, this boy like, that was... Yeah. Go on, sorry. sorry. This, this boy, right, I was, I was like, oh, you know, he's attractive. I'll match him on whatever. So I match him. Do you have, do you have Snap? No, I don't <gasps> have Snap. I don't want you to... What? Do you have <laughs> Snap? I was like, are you taking the biz? This is the thing. And when they say, like, hello, dear, who's his dear? We're not 50, oh. 60, 70. Sorry to if I'm offending anyone who's watching this, but, like, we're not 50, 60, 70. I, hello, dear. Or, hey, how are you? I don't know you. Well, I'm fine. <laughs> I'm okay, okay? <laughs> I just find it weird. Like, I don't... You know, my previous boyfriends, I met on social media anyway, on, on Instagram, but I just, I just don't know if I can do it again. I'm cringed out now. I want the meat cute, and I want it now. I want to drop my keys and I want a nice, handsome, over six foot, handsome man to pick them up for me and ask me on a date. See, girls and their height issues. You'd think think after two shits on my leg that that would have happened by now, but absolutely hasn't. Yes to come. What, what, yeah. um, what are you making of um, the lack of Love Island this summer? I guess it probably makes sense. It's not something that can happen, right? And are you going to miss pers- it? I'm going to really miss it. I'm honestly, I'm, I'm kind of a bit gutted, but 
I think they need to send me and Joe back on because neither of us have found love. <laughs> Absolutely. I think, I've always said this, I think they should get all previous Love Islanders who haven't yet got a partner, <clears throat> us two, and they should <laughs> put us on it and just like, see see how see how we get on because I am one of the people, I'm up for it. If I'd done that again, I reckon I, I would maybe like embrace it a bit more and feel like this could be my husband. Do you know what I mean? 100%, I completely agree. I think I was more in it for the experience last time yes. I wasn't quite now you want I mean, a husband <laughs> no I want one now <laughs> I'm like where's my rock on my finger <laughs> that's really attractive to a man as well I'm sure that would go down really well <laughs> Honestly, I, I have heard the best way to get a ring is by threatening them I have heard that. yes that was on TikTok wasn't it <laughs> <laughs> to just bully them until they do it so I'm going to take that advice on board I'd love yeah. I would I would love to see that on on Love Island 2021 I mean I'm not gonna lie you know I know I mean something that I've really learned in lockdown and my housemate is just she absolutely howls at me because you know <laughs> I meet these boys and I meet them for a solid like I've spoken to them twice and I'm like why haven't you sent me flowers like I don't understand <laughs> like where are my flowers <laughs> <And> my housemates, <laughs> like, after I've literally not even met them <laughs> no, but the thing, you know what it is? Sometimes you just want them just to be so different to like other people or other men that we've met. We want them just to be like, I am different and here's how I'm different. Here's flowers and a ring before we've even met. And I'll be like, absolutely sold. Yeah, exactly. And it's those little thoughtful things, not watch a snap. Yeah, watch that. Or should we go for a movie? I, I wouldn't mind a movie movie date, but I want something different. Do you know what I, I mean? I want some romance. Like, romance yeah. is dead. So we have a, a we have a light at the end of the tunnel, okay? So this guy, he's Ooh, um yes. we're gonna go on a walk, okay? <gasps> and he was like, I'm gonna come pick you up. He lives like quite far from me, and where we're going is not near me either. He's okay. like, No, I, I'm gonna pick you up. He was like, I'm gonna swing by, pick you up. Do, do you have any allergies? He was like, because I'm gonna get grab some food on the way for our walk. I was like, would you like is to this, marry me? <laughs> is, this, is, this some, is this a famous person or someone you've just met on social media? Do you want to say? Um, Probably not. He's just actually texted me. I'm coincidental. Um, <laughs> get him on. No. <laughs> get him on. Hello. Welcome. He's my friend. And we're going to get married. Just in case you know. <laughs> no, he's not famous, which is actually ideal for me because I'm, I don't know about you, Joe, but I'm craving normality. Yeah, and I just think these stories and the people that I've met in the industry that you know that we've spoken about a few times they're they're, yeah. they're one of a kind you know they're mm. not very um one to stick to one woman a lot of the time I'm not generalizing no. to everyone but majority aren't going to be sticking to one woman so maybe a bit of normality will be like okay this is someone you want to marry you don't want to fish around with loads of 50 or 50 girls until the age of 60 and then go I'm now ready to settle down yeah a hundred percent. No, exactly. I just want someone who only wants me and not a million other girls, you know? Yeah, and I feel like they've been passed around, haven't they, in the industry a lot. Oh, I mean, it's so incestuous. So I just want to find a, you know, a doctor from Sheffield. And then, you know, no one knows, lives with his grandma or something, got a farm maybe. And I'll, that's me sorted. Doesn't have Instagram is the dream. A private Instagram account, crave it, love it. <laughs> that would be 200 followers, brilliant, love no it. No problem. <laughs> um, I, I, actually, talking about Instagram, and we're changing, changing the tone here slightly, um, obviously the, the, what's been going on in America has, has been um, 
a shock to us all and, and, mm. and, a, and a learning curve me and Joanna were talking about at the beginning of the show. Um, what have you made about what's going on and, and, um, and, and also actually what, what are your opinions about the, um, the posting of the black squares that people have been doing on Instagram and things like that? I mean, so it, obviously it's absolutely awful what's been happening and I'm so glad that it's kind of created so much traction um, in the press and so many people are kind of taking this really, really seriously, which I think is amazing. But it's kind of keeping that pressure on is always something that's a struggle because Instagram and the media and the press, it's all very much like in the moment and, you know, people are fickle and then it's the next big thing that happens and people kind of forget. Mm. Um, but I think it's important that people actually learn about like their, their friends that are of colour or are black. And I think it's really important that people make an effort to try and understand some of the hardships and the prejudice that they do go through, mm. which is which is really difficult because I think a lot of people who have mixed race friends, black friends are like, well, I've got black friends. I'm not racist. And like that, and that's a fair point. You know, skin color doesn't, doesn't bother my friends or anyone that I know, but it's the fact that they don't understand the things that maybe someone of color would have to go through and like the slight remarks and, you know, just the disadvantages that they have on an everyday basis that obviously they've got no clue about because they've never had to worry about this. So it was really lovely. One of my friends, Sammy, she, she called me up. I met her in LA ages ago. She's an influencer. And she called me, she goes, I just want to talk to you. And I want to understand about what you've been through in your life. Can you please tell me some stories about when people have been prejudiced to do pre prejudiced to you? I really want to get to grips and understand all my friends. And I want to educate myself. And I think the first point of call is to speak to my friends because yes, we're friends. Yes. I love you to bits. And, and she was like, but I mean, it wouldn't even cross my mind that you've even been through anything in your whole life. And I just thought, wow, like, and a few of my friends have kind of done that since. And I just think it's amazing how people now are really kind of getting to grips with the severity and like the history of why it is so important and how all of this racism is still kind of going on. Mm. That's, that's yeah. exactly what I was saying with Joanna. It's, it's not necessarily just the, the obvious things, but it's the way that the system is constructed to stop black people succeeding or, or, or to getting by successfully, you know, or stopping them from doing whatever it is they want to do. And that is something that I have gained from as a white person without even my knowledge. So yeah. it's trying to teach myself that is a massive task, mm. but I think that it's definitely spurred it in people to pay more attention, hopefully. And, and, I, and I think, you know, speaking as a, as a woman of colour, I think you're almost, it's a weird like instinct that when stuff like that does happen, you're like, oh, well, that's a bit, and you feel almost like a shame. So you're like, oh, I'm not going to make a big deal like that. And I'm not going to tell anyone. Like, it's this really odd kind of experience that you have. Like I was telling my friend, Sammy, that when I was at university, um, I was in my final year and we were put into groups to do a group live project. So we were doing a marketing <laughs> campaign. We all had one client and the client would pick the winner for the best campaign um, from each group. And so we won the campaign and then we waited two weeks for our, for our grades. And this woman who was the head of the course, she despised me for no reason. She was this woman from Texas. She just made these sly remarks to me all the time. Um, she just like really made me feel singled out. And at the time, to be honest, I couldn't really care less because I was like, well, she's just a moody bitch and I don't really care. And I've got, I've got amazing friends and that's all that matters. But she gave my group the lowest mark and we kind of confronted her about it. And we were all sat there on the table and, um, 
I was like, I don't understand why we've got the lowest mark when we won the campaign. It just doesn't make sense. Like, can you just mm. kind of give us a bit more information about why we've got such a low mark? Well, we're marking on a curve here. So, you know, some people will succeed and some people naturally have to fail. So you guys have failed the, the task. And I was like, but, but how? Montana, specifically you, you answered the question, all of the questions at the end. And I didn't really like that. Um, so I just think you should have let someone else answer the questions at the end. And I was like, but why? I don't understand. I was like, but why? So this whole thing escalated. I, I actually got a petition for everyone on that course to sign and say that she specifically had an issue with me. Bearing in mind, I was the only person of color in my course. Mm. And I, and everyone's, a lot of people signed this petition saying she has it in for you. She doesn't like you. And I raised it kind of to a quite high level at the university. And I sat down in front of this woman and she said, look, I understand that you're upset because your grade isn't fair, but you know, you're going to get a job anyway. So I, I just think we should let this one slide. And I just thought, is that the point though? <laughs> absolutely not the point. Yeah, absolutely. That's just shocking. And like, I laugh about it now. And to be honest, like it doesn't bother me now, but kind of looking back as being an 18, 19 year old, like feeling like no one's on your side. And I just remember feeling so awkward that I had to get people in my class to kind of go out of their way. I had to get people to kind of mm. compromise their own grades to try and get my grades up. And also I felt bad for my friends who, and these were my close friends that I was in a group with. And I, I felt bad because I was like, everyone's being penalized because of me. Mm. And it's situations like that where you look back and think that is so not okay. And no one did anything about it. I told multiple people at the university, no one chose to speak up or stand up for me. And, and it, at the end of the day, my grade wasn't even changed. Yeah. And this is the thing, this is why when you said earlier as well, it's all about keeping the pressure on. It's always about making people know that let's not forget about it in, in a week's time or two weeks time. Let's make sure that this continues over time. And we make sure that everyone understands the severity of racism right now. And like the 21st century, like if someone's a different color, what makes them any different to us? Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like we tan and we go darker. What difference does it make? You know, you know, it's yeah. just like, it, I don't, I don't understand their mentality at all, but I definitely agree with keeping the pressure on and making sure that this continues and something actually happens. So I was saying to Stephen earlier, you know, there's been riots like this before. Why we having the right again when something should have happened something should it should have been dealt with at that point but right now it's still happening again and something needs to happen a 100% I think people I think the, the difficulty is is that people don't realize that it is instilled in people's kind of mentalities and this like kind of goes back historically for like centuries and centuries that you know black people were used as slaves and obviously nowadays people are like oh well you know we don't have black slaves and you know I've got black friends and blah blah but there's still a lot of, especially the older generation, who are still secretly kind of racist, don't really want to hire a black person over a white person. And they're like, mm. and like a lot of white people do feel uncomfortable around black people. Like, oh, you know, he, he might rob me or whatever. And it's just this absolutely barbaric, archaic view that black people are dangerous or they're more likely to commit a crime or whatever it is. And I just think it, it, it has to stop. We're in 2020 and it's absolutely, it's so upsetting that this kind of is still happening and mm. that people are still suffering prejudice and that, yes, of course, it has improved. Oh, I've just got a delivery. Um, <laughs> of course it has improved, but at, at, at the same time, it's still sneakily happening. Mm. And it is still happening and it's still prevalent within universities, within, you know, different communities. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. Oh, yeah, you can come up. 
<laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Fair enough. Totally. We've we, we got. We've got to do it. We've got to do it. Um, no, that's. I, I think that's very, very eloquently put. So um, I, I think. Yeah. Um, thank you. I mean, thank as as a white male for you, like, what, mm. like, how, do you feel like? Because I've spoken to a lot of my friends about it, and they they kind of feel they're like you know I don't want to say the wrong thing and I find it really hard to articulate my words properly without offending people like do you feel like it's kind of a difficult thing to speak up about yes um it well yes I'm definitely uh, worried about saying the, the wrong thing and and today when I put up the um, I put up a black square and then and then was very quickly schooled by some people about why this wasn't a good idea and then other people were telling me why it was a good idea and I felt really conflicted and I didn't know what to do so I, I decided in the end that I was going to keep the square as a reminder to myself to keep up the pressure on myself to keep learning and and try and change the way that I act towards people um Jesus. oh delicious oh, stunning <laughs> not actually for, it's not actually for me but <laughs> yeah so I, I think yeah it's just gonna be one of those things I, it's gonna uh it's gonna take time to to learn and and I'm just gonna have to push myself as, as as much as I can to to learn it as as and change and change the way things are I think it's what what to do next like so, so sort of we posted the square what's the next move and I think that's something that I, I wanted there's quite a few articles I think as well explaining like what the purpose of the black square is but also what we can do next like what is our next sort of move do you sort of know and everyone who's watching this as well advice on what we can do next to like sort of help out if that makes sense I think, um, to be honest, it's all about like trying to learn, trying to educate yourself. And that's, that's going to come from you talking to your friends who are black and talking to your friends who are of, of colour and saying, you know, have you suffered any prejudice? Yeah. Why haven't you told me about it? Please be more open with me so I can learn about it and I can learn kind of, um, I can be more educated about how you guys are, are treated because I, th I don't think enough people talk about it. And I'm definitely guilty of it as well. Like I remember... Um, when I put that story up, all my friends were like, what? Like, I, you didn't tell me that happened. No, and it's no. things like that. Whereas I think, you know, people like me, people like you, Joe, people of color, people who are black need to start sharing their stories online and on social media and kind of start a trend of, you know, it, and it, there'll be a multitude of things. There might be some really small things that happen when people are at school or it might be bullying or it might be whatever, no matter how big or small it is, it's still prejudice. And I think people should start sharing their stories so that people can, really get to grips with, oh my God, she's my best friend and I didn't know that about her and I didn't know that she went mm. through that when she was younger or I didn't know that she went through this and she struggled with this job or whatever it is. Yeah. And I think, I think that's a really good way because it means that, you know, it's not shunning it in people's faces and being like, you need to not be racist by actively doing this and it's not putting yeah. pressure on people. It's allowing people to, to learn. In a, it's yeah, teaching. it's teaching in, in a really positive way yeah. and in a way that's not going to make people feel uncomfortable. And it means that it's a, it's a passive way for people to be like, you know, this is teaching me um, little things that go on behind closed doors that maybe I'm not aware about. And I think that's kind of where it needs to start. I think you're absolutely right, Montana. Honestly, we could speak to you all evening. So I really appreciate uh -huh. you coming. We're only supposed to have you for 15 minutes and it's been nearly <laughs> half an hour. Um, so so thank, thank you so much for coming on, Montana. I really appreciate thank it. Thank you. And, that's um, okay. You're welcome on any time, any time. So please Thanks, do come dolls. back. <laughs> and I'll speak to you soon, my lovely. Thank you. Speak to you soon, darling. Bye. Love you. Bye. Bye. She's amazing. I'm definitely, definitely really glad we asked her that question at the end. I think we've yeah. learned a lot. Um, yeah. Definitely. Um, and I think I, she's just amazing the way she just explains it all as well and um, 
yeah, I just, I just feel for, I feel for everyone right now. But I completely agree. Um, but I believe we have our next guest uh, ready yes, to come in. We Lovely. do, and it's Neil, Neil Jones. Jones. Neil Jones from Strictly. Hello. How are you, Neil? I'm good. How are you? Really good. Thank you so much for coming on. Can I say that uh, your flat or house or whatever it is you live in looks amazing? It's lovely. It's, it's, I moved in in January and I had nothing in here. It was empty. So since I've been stuck, I've just been doing it up. I've been buying more stuff online and I don't think anybody else. (laughs) Oh, I love it. Also, Neil, can we just ask if you just turn your phone sideways? So unlock it and then turn it sideways and then so we just can see your landscape. How's that? Perfect. Ah, there you go. There you go. How have you been? Yeah. I've, I've been good. I've been good, you know? I've been, actually, I think I'm one of the only ones that actually enjoys being in isolation. I normally <laughs> travel on my own. I love it. You're definitely not. I think, actually, we were actually just had Montana, Love Island's Montana on before you, and we were saying that initially she was hating it, and now she's grown to really love it. And I think, like, most people are kind of, I don't know, I'm, I live by myself. I'm kind of enjoying it now, you know? I'm not. I'm like, get me out. I need to socialise. I need to see people. I can't. I can't do it anymore. I think I, I think I embraced it too much at the beginning. Now I'm sick of it. I'm sick of seeing yeah, no. their faces. Yeah, I was going to say, because like, on Instagram, you're like, you're talking to everyone all the time. So I'm like, she must be loving it. No, I am like trying to talk to everyone so much because I'm sick of talking to the same people in this household. I'm like, get me out. I am ready. So what have you been doing with yourself for the last few months then, Neil? Okay, apart from doing up the apartment, I've been loving TikTok. I've been on TikTok so much. It is so much fun. Like, I'm hooked. I'm hooked. Like, all the other guys on Strictly, they all send messages to me daily, like, how do you do this? How do you, how do you cut from that to that? So I'm editing with them, um, and then I started a podcast. I was like, why not? Let's give it a go. Yeah, yeah, so tell us a bit about your podcast. Yeah, um, so it's Tall Blonde and Ginger. Um, The idea is two of my friends, so one's from Poland, um, the other guy's from Liverpool, um, Craig's from Liverpool. We've known each other since we were like 12. We used to compete against each other. So he was a a world champion, the same as me. And then Michael's from The Greatest Dancer, and I met him last year. Um, He was in one of my dance performances, and I said to him, you need to go on The Greatest Dancer. He did, and he won it, so. (laughs) Amazing. That's so amazing. so the three of you get together and I, I'm guessing you're not just talking about dancing. No, there's, we don't talk about dancing once. Dancing <laughs> out. We're like, that's, that's all we've done all of our life. No, the whole point of it is we're all, we say like we're ex-dancers, uh, well, ex-competitors, and it's all yeah, I was about... I going to say, have, have you quit? Okay. <laughs> no, no, no. From competitions, yeah, done with that. But uh, just talking about what we want to do in the future and just trying new things. So it's been fun. Well, That's and it's good, it's good to diversify at the moment, isn't it? To try new things, I think. so. I think we need to, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> what, have you heard anything about what's happening with Strictly? I'm guessing probably not at the minute. No, I think we're going to have a meeting soon. Um, and then we're just going to find out what's going on. Hopefully, I think it's going to go ahead. But it's, it's all about how it's going to work. Because um, it's going to be pretty hard to dance with someone two metres away. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We- Yeah, I mean, I can't, not that it's impossible to do, you could definitely still put a show together, but if you weren't doing group dances and and maybe travelling to Blackpool and things like that, do you think it would change the vibe of the show? Yeah, definitely. Like, you know, I'm hoping Blackpool's going ahead, but also we don't know if even that part will go ahead. But I think it's one of these shows where 
you know, I think the country needs it. I think that, you know, even if we're still stuck in isolation, the country wants to see a TV show like that. So I think we need something to watch right now. You know, you know, films and series on Netflix is one thing, but then watching something live on TV, it's just a bit more fun, isn't it? Yeah, and I don't know about you guys, but I don't know what to watch on Netflix anymore. <laughs> I've, run, I've run out of things. I mean, I'm stuck on Cat in the Hat. I, I say this every week because I'm addicted to it and that's all I want to watch. So I need something new to watch. So I wouldn't mind watching a couple of people dancing. <laughs> <laughs> Do yeah. it. Didn't you guys have an audition like last week? I, sw I swear Katty was teaching you guys yeah, how to dance. Yeah, she was. She was teaching us how to dance last week. But it was a sit-down sit dance. Yet somehow we still both managed to get really out of breath doing yeah. it. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't think we'll be joining Strictly anytime soon, unfortunately. Stephen, I mean, don't, don't speak for yourself, Stephen. I'm ready for this, okay? I've got some Greek Cypriot moves going on in me. Yes. Stephen, I'm next. All right, all right. Joanna, how tall are you? Oh, uh, five three, pushing it. Done, done. There you go. That's the first thing we ask always the celebs. How tall are you? Because then we know who we can dance with. No. Oh, actually, yeah, you two, you two probably be quite a good match, right? Yeah, great height. This is brilliant. I mean, if you just want to like just put my name in a little bit, <laughs> and then Stephen, then I'll get you in. We're sorry. Yeah, please. This is all I want. Actually, yeah, to be yeah. honest, all, all I all I really want is to sit on the. Stephen, um, you can be the choreographer. <laughs> <laughs> I can do you a great uh, sit-down dance routine to murder on the dance floor for, by capture. Go, so. <laughs> um, yeah. Um, what? Oh, sorry, what I was going to ask is basically, obviously, I, I I don't watch strictly sort of religiously or anything like that. But obviously, you joined in 2016. Correct me if I'm wrong as well. And then yeah. you were then first partnered up last year. How does it work? Do they say you know we want you as part of our group, and then when the time is right, we'll then partner you up? How does that work? Yeah, it's kind of crazy because when I first came along, I, actually, I wasn't even as a pro. pro. I, was, I was brought on as a choreographer. So I was still competing and I was working behind the scenes. And then it was two years later, they said, do you want to be a pro? We just retired. So we went, you know what, let's do it. And they weren't sure. They were like, we're going to bring in some new pros, but we don't think we're going to have enough room for all of you. And I was like, that's when I was dancing with Katia. And I went, look, Katia, if you get it, just do it. Like, don't even worry about me. Take, take it. It's, it's such a good thing to do. Um, so a lot of people are like, oh, you're not frustrated being in the background. Not at all. I was, it, was, it was actually so fun. Um, but they, they, that tends to happen a lot. They bring in new pros, let them get an idea of it. And then when they're ready, when they find the right partner, like you would be going, that's what would happen. <laughs> but actually... Yes. What was, what was funny with you, Neil, is that um, even though you didn't have a partner, so you weren't, um, you know, sitting, getting the judges' critiques every week and all things like that, people still were really warming to you, kind of, even behind the scenes. So it was like, you, when, when you did finally get a partner last year, everyone was like, yeah, go, Neil. Like, it was, was it, did I you feel one, that? Did you feel that at the yeah, time? Yeah, I did. I did. You know, I think it was at one point I was even a drinking game because they were, they were playing at home, like, spot the ginger in the background. <laughs> It was, yeah, and we even had because we had one season we had Greg Rutherford, so of course oh, yeah. he towers above me. But we both were ginger, we both had the beards. We, at one point, we we're like, We're going to change our side part in, so we look a little bit different. You know? <laughs> Easy to get all of those gingers mixed up. <laughs> well, I guess, I guess, I guess that's probably um, a bit of a shame for you that if you can't do this, if this year won't be like your big first year, like that will that will probably be a bit different for you. Yeah, yeah, definitely. But, you know, it was fun. Like, 
working on the sides, getting a partner, getting data with Alex. It was, it was good fun to do both sides. So, yeah, I enjoyed yeah. it. Yeah, and you did very well as well. Yeah, first year, first year. We just, you know what? I think we should have been in the final, but I'll let that one slide. I, won't <laughs> <laughs> I think actually, I think actually you're probably right. Um, yeah, I mean, a bit, I mean, it, it's one of those, it's kind of a, what's the word? Like it's one of those shows that just gets bigger and bigger every year. Yeah. So, so I hope that um, that it does go ahead this year. Yeah. Um, and any idea of, apart from apart from Joanna, who would who would you like as an ideal partner? Um, you know, I've always said it in this way because I like beginners. So I want someone that's never had like ever danced Latin and ballroom. This this is really important to me because it's it's that feeling of taking someone from the beginning, teaching them how to dance, and knowing at the end of it you're responsible for that. So even, even like last year, when I got injured, I made sure I was in that, I was in the practice room with them the whole time. I was still making up the choreography. I was still like, no, Kevin, could you do it like this? With me? Can you do it like that? And I was like, it, it has to be my responsibility. Uh, you know, I wanted that. So I did say this year, I'd be really up for if they brought in like wheelchair dancing or um, someone with like hard of hearing or something like that. I just, I think we need to open up dancing to more people. And um, it's been great that we've had a lot of Paralympians, but I think there's a lot of areas um, that we could then move into, you know, to basically just say to everyone, you can all dance, so. Yeah. Well, what about, actually, that's a good point. And actually something that I've asked a couple of the Strictly Professionals before, what do you make about the, um, the plans to have same-sex couples? Because it's, it feels like, and they've done it in some other countries, it's, I, I once interviewed Craig Rebel Hall like maybe five years ago, and he said, yeah, it's coming <laughs> next year, and it still hasn't happened. Yeah. Like, do you think it's, it will, it will? And, and... I, think, I think when they decide they want to do it, do you know what, I think we're strictly, they don't ever want to make it about that. They don't want to turn around and say to people, uh, we're doing it because people say we need to do it. For all of us, we've always said, we've got so many group numbers where we've danced with other males all the time. This, mm -hmm. It's not just happened like a year ago. Over the past five years, like I could say quite a few times that I've danced with men. But we don't even think of that as being an issue. So yeah, yeah. If, yeah. It, if it gets to the point where I'm dancing with another guy in the show, or for instance, two girls are dancing with each other, we don't mind. If, if the show tells us that's what they want to do, we'll do it. We're all up for it. So yeah. I yeah. guess so you guys are then sort of used to dancing with sort of the same sex, but then where we don't see it, you know, people think, oh my gosh, like they should be doing it. But then when you guys maybe in practice and stuff are, are, are dancing with the same sex. So it's nothing yeah. new to you guys. No, it's, and you know what? It's, it's been, it's gone on for years. Like one of the biggest dance couples that I used to know when I was younger was like the Nicholas brothers from like the twenties. And they're two brothers dancing side by side doing tap. It looks incredible together. So yeah, for me, yeah, when everyone yeah. was like talking about two men dancing with each other, I've seen competitions with two men. I'm like, it looks good. If they do yeah, it right, yeah, yeah. it looks good. Mm. It, it doesn't always have to be a male and a female. Male and a female so yeah, I'd, I'd be intrigued right. to see if that's if that's where it's headed. So, um, so what are your plans? I guess for the summer while you're waiting to to hear if you can <laughs> have any plans. Well, we would have. Um, we've got now. July would begin. So if it all happens, we begin in July with all our group numbers. They've kept yeah. us busy because we've been doing a three-part series with Strictly, filming yes. from home. We've yeah. even got to do a dance. So this is, this is going to be good. Um, <laughs> and then more of the podcast um, because every week we try something completely, completely different. So, um, yeah. 
What else so if there's anything there that you guys got for us and you want us to do, we'll give it a go. Absolutely. <laughs> okay. We'll keep it in uh, mind. <laughs> before we let you go, I need to ask, have you bought any more new incense or candles for your flat? As we all know, well, as me and you know, you like them. Yeah, you know what? I've got loads. Uh, I've got loads of incense. I've got like a box full and I don't even know what they are in. I've mixed them together now. <laughs> um, but my friend, he's got a candle company. And I just literally gave him all my candles. So he refilled them for me. Um, I think I've got a new one coming, which is um, dark honey and tobacco smell. Oh, what, I'm, a, I'm what a combo. Like. Yeah. <laughs> and I've given him a few extra bottles. So he's going to cut some for me as well, make some new candles. Yeah. Amazing. <laughs> well, well you, you have a lovely flat to look at and now it sounds like it's going to smell lovely too so perfect <laughs> listen when it's all open and we can all hang out come over we'll have a barbecue i've got some fake grass out there now it's <laughs> i would love that i would love that very much neil um thank you so much for coming on this evening really thank appreciate you. it what's the name thank of the podcast again tall blonde and ginger tall blonde and ginger okay, i think well, you can guess it. which one i am no no Blondes. idea <laughs> <laughs> got it uh, all right well thanks neil thanks thanks so much thank for coming you. on thank yeah, you thank you guys thank you cheers see you on strictly with me see you later. <laughs> Definitely. Joanna, i do I, <laughs> Joanna, if you get on before i do i'm going to be absolutely raging i mean it's way it's definitely more possible but you know it's just your face you're like and i'm like yeah put me on uh-huh uh-huh you, you have to at oh. least get me on as one of those people that comes to watch you in the... You, yeah, anyway. Anyway. Um, Who are you? <laughs> yeah, uh, I believe we have our final guest uh, lined up ready to come in. Cannot wait. Gorgeous Linda Lusardi. Hi, are you all right? Hello, Hi. Linda. You how look amazing. You? Thank you. How, you are, how are you, Linda? I'm good. I'm really good now. Yeah, you, I'm, you, I'm well recovered. Yeah, so I mean, for anyone that doesn't know, you were you were probably one of the most famous people to come down with coronavirus, really, weren't you? And it was. Well, uh, I think I think Boris has tipped me there a bit. <laughs> Maybe and Prince Charles, but you know, oh, but <laughs> yeah, yeah, Prince Charles wasn't very ill, though, was he? No, he wasn't. <laughs> to be fair, um, but yeah, I mean, it was obviously a really scary experience for you, and, and one you've come through the other side of now. Talk us through it. Well, um, my husband and I got it, both ended up in hospital um, and I was on 60% uh, oxygen for 10 days, um, very poorly, uh, very little oxygen in my blood. So my, my um, organs were failing and everything. Um, and it was touch and go for a little bit. Um, I was that close to going on a ventilator. I think the only reason I didn't go on one is because I didn't have one in that particular hospital. But um, so, um, but I pulled through the other side of it. Um, very dark times but uh it's kind of like a bad dream now i kind of try not to dwell on it and try not to think about it too much because it's quite distressing yeah to revisit I, it you know of course i can yeah. absolutely imagine and an, an a scary time you've but you like you said you've come through so how are you doing now how is how i think how is life imagine well, you feel like home. you've got a whole new lease of life <laughs> absolutely yeah we've well i've been home um I think about nine, 10 weeks now. So um, really I'm almost back to hundred percent. I'm, I'm just getting a little, I don't know if it's just the fact that I'm, I've been laid up that I feel so unfit, but mm. uh, apart from that, you know, health wise, I feel fine. I just haven't gotten a lot of energy 
and it's well, yeah. they have said yeah it takes up to about what six months they were saying to actually fully recover in yourself really? as well yeah i think they've said that over the news and stuff like that it does take a while and think about your body has just been through absolute distress so mm. i think it's going to take time to recover so you know yeah, you have I, mean, to feel I, that way. I lost about 10 pounds in hospital um, but 10 pounds of muscle rather than fat. So I looked terrible. Um, but boy, did I enjoy putting it back on. And uh, I've added a bit as well. <laughs> Good. That's what we want to hear. You want to, yeah. Yeah, I've got some I'm... lockdown layers now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's funny how everyone's always been after trying to get a summer body, but now everyone has kind of gone out the window for everyone. It's Absolutely. we're all going to be trying to look good for Christmas this time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, sorry, good try to go on. So would you say that, you know, going through the corona experience, would you say it's made you look at life differently or anything like that? Yeah, it has. It's, um, it's made me value my life a lot more. And when I first came out, I was just elated to just be alive, you know, and I felt so responsible for my children. Um, you know, my son who watched us both go off in the ambulance, he was, he's 20. And just the thought that they may not have had us anymore, um, was terrifying and just I think everybody started to enjoy nature a bit more the trees and the birds and mm. the great weather um, we've all got lovely suntans that we can't show off there's nowhere <laughs> to go. Um, but uh, yeah no it really has made me appreciate life a bit better and I think it's made me put things prioritize things a bit more um, and realize that showbiz really really means nothing <laughs> Uh, yeah, I completely understand that because it, it, um, in, at the end of the day, it's um, <laughs> there's nothing more precious than your health. And I think like there really is nothing. I went to my, my mum a couple of years ago had pneumonia and she was on a ventilator for nearly two weeks. Oh, so yeah. I, we, we actually had to experience her going through that. So I really do understand the trauma of seeing someone go through that. I mean, obviously, you were very lucky that you didn't actually have to, to go through that in the end. But mm -hmm. even just to, the pre bit is, is absolutely terrifying. So. Yeah, I mean, I can, when you get that lease of life afterwards, I can totally imagine that you just want to embrace everything. Um, and what I, and I, you, sorry, sorry what? I was just going to say, for the people out there that aren't social distancing, they must not have experienced it firsthand with anyone in their family, otherwise they just wouldn't be doing it. Yeah, does it, does it anger yeah. you seeing those pictures like in Dorset where they're all on the beach or, or in Clapham Common or whatever, you know? Absolutely, because I know obviously people want to go outside in the sunshine. It's a lovely day, but if they're not social distancing, like, you know, even people I know have had parties um, and I just, they're posting them all in the kitchen, all drinking together, all close together. And I just think you have no idea what you're dealing with because mm. you haven't lost a family member or seen someone close to you have it it's kind of over there it's like they don't believe it and you know we hear these figures on on the news every night about how many people have died but to a lot of people that's just a number they don't think about that each each individual one of those has got family and they were a, you know they were a person not a number not a statistic and uh, it just worries me that it will make it spike again you know does it yeah, does it worry you how the how the government have kind of approached it at the moment and and what's going on with the but do you think they're easing the lockdown measures too soon or? I think they're in a very difficult position because of economy and stuff like that. They, you know, and if people do stick to the rules that they've been given by the government, we'll be all right. You know, if they mm. wear face masks when they're close to people, <coughs> when they can't social distance, um, you know, because we do have to get the world working again. Otherwise, it's just going to collapse in every, every way, shape and form. Mm. Um, but people aren't adhering to the rules. Perhaps 
you know, I don't know, perhaps the rules have to be written out clearer. I mean, a friend, we had a friend, of course, my agent came over to see us in the garden yesterday and uh, he said that he was in a shop and, and he had got his mask on and his gloves and somebody said, you idiot, what are you, what are you wearing all that for? The lockdown's over. Oh, God. Yeah. You know, yeah. Miss. Some people have taken it that we're free again. It's, you know, that it's gone and it hasn't. Yeah. yeah, I think one thing that angers me as well is this idea of conspiracy theory. When you've been through the feeling of having corona, being hospitalised and things like that, there's no conspiracy theory here. This is a real-life virus, and people covering themselves with security blankets say, it's conspiracy theory, it's just the government saying this and this and this. It's not really or it's just real, a bad flu or, yeah. Yeah, no, this, actually... this is, uh, it's nothing like you've ever experienced before. I've had flu before. Um, it feel, I mean, to me, I mean, this is, you know, it doesn't feel natural. It doesn't feel, I, I mean, I still, you know, I'm an R whether it's man-made because it doesn't feel like anything I've ever, ever experienced before. And to be vomiting up blue doesn't, oh, doesn't seem normal to me. So I do, I think, I think in the next two years, we're going to find out a lot more about it all, but uh, yeah. I'm not, I'm not saying, you know, God, I don't want to be in the press saying it's, you know, man-made, but I, I don't feel that it's a natural thing, you know. I mean, if it has come from a bat in a Chinese market, then maybe that's why, but um, it's a very, very odd virus. It's a very odd disease. Um, it attacks all your organs, they've found now, not just your lungs. Yeah, they think that it might actually be a blood disorder, don't they, rather than a, than a lung disorder. And the lungs yeah. is just the way it gets in. Yeah, I mean, I've been reading about it. Um, yeah, too, it's and frightening. It Can yeah. you tell us a bit about um, Rainbow Remembers? Yeah. Rainbow Remembers was um, started by a guy called um, Charlie Springall, and he designed a website, beautiful website, for people to do a, a memorial to family members and friends that they've lost through corona, coronavirus. And they can put um, a little bit about the person uh, and a photograph, and it's slowly filling up, and it, it, it's categorised by the day that you lost them. And um, I just think it's a, a wonderful way and a wonderful tribute to those people that are just the numbers we hear every day mm. um, so that they become people and that there's a permanent you know memorial there for them yeah oh, that sounds shivers. like a great idea yeah I mean that's it Thank does sound like something but yeah because yeah what you need we need to honor those people that, that died and there's nearly 40,000 of them now in this country you know that's and, a huge, uh, huge also number. they've not you know they've not been able to say goodbye to them properly not been able to mm. go to the funerals not even been able to go and kiss them goodbye before they die so mm. Um, to just have somewhere that they can honour them, really, um, that other people can look through and, um, and they can read other people's stories and they know they're not alone as well in, in losing their, their relative or loved one. Yeah, absolutely. Um, well, Linda, thank you so much for speaking to us today. Really appreciate it. But I hope I haven't made you too miserable. No, 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 not at all. Because actually, because actually, you're all, this is it. You've recovered, you're doing well, you yes. know, you've got the rest of the summer to look forward to. You yes. know, there's, there's lots to be positive about. And, so. and for as many that have died, there's been those that, like me and my husband, that have recovered. And, uh, Hopefully we've got some immunity. Immunity, yeah. yeah. But I really also, do hope, yeah. Also, Linda, I was going to say, your daughter looks an absolute spitting image of you. It's actually scary. I know, I know. And now I cut her fringe in. She I saw! More like that, more like me. <laughs> oh, did you know how to cut hair before? Or was it just a spell moment, just like cut? Like, no, I've always done my own and I've done the kids. Really? Uh, yeah, I, I, I washed hair on a Saturday when I was at school in a, in a hairdresser's and I kind of watched and picked it up and my mum's and my dad's and I've, I've always cut hair, so 
I don't know if I'm any good, but well, your, yours looks me. fab. Yours looks <laughs> fab. You. So that's the most yeah. important thing. <laughs> thank um, you. Yeah, thank, thank you so much, Linda, and uh, have a nice thank rest you. of summer. And thank you for, thank you for joining us. Really appreciate it. Thanks for it. having me on. Bye. Thank you. Bye. Take care. Bye. Bye. Um, well, I think we've had a pretty, pretty good show today, actually. We've been blessed with very good shows the last month or so, haven't we? So. We have, and I've really enjoyed them. I think, you know, we've got so many different people coming on. I just think it's been amazing getting to know them. Of course, like, obviously, you probably have got to know more people from my, like, section of yeah, the industry. Yeah, yeah. I've got Definitely. to know more people of your part. So I think it's been brilliant so far. Yeah. It really has. I think it's been really good. So, uh, yeah, until, until next week, uh, goodbye. Until next week. See you later, guys. Bye.